This is Thrive Perspectives, an ever-growing discussion about the issues that shape our lives with your guides, Dr. Matthew Jacoby and DJ Payne. Matthew, you've come in here. It's raining outside, mm. so we're, we're both hoping that the rain does not get picked up yeah. by the microphones. But if it does, we've be got nice a nice soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've got a nice moody, nice a nice moody one yeah. for, for everybody today. Now, uh, when you've downloaded this episode of Thrive Perspectives, you've seen that it says Thrive Perspectives strongholds. We're talking yeah. about strongholds. Yeah. And I want to give some people some context as we head into this discussion because it might feel like it's a little bit mm. out of out of left field. But if you've been following along on our sister podcast, which is Thrive Deeper, we've been going through the historical books of Joshua and Judges mm-hmm. as we're talking about that. Now, there's a lot of talk about the uh, you know the the ancient Israelites under Joshua mm. coming into the Promised Land and facing strongholds yeah. of the Canaanites yeah. and the every, you know all the other Philistine you know Philistines yeah. and everybody around the place, and you know as any good teacher or preacher of God's word, Matthew, in your role as senior pastor at One Hope, you've taken that and applied that to our lives today mm-hmm. about strongholds. Now, strongholds is a loaded word. Yeah. For a lot of a lot of different people, so there's a lot of questions. Well, I've talked about I've talked a bit about spiritual strongholds, and because the language is taken up by Paul in in Second Corinthians ten, and we'll have a look at that in a moment. Um, and and I think you know the the imagery is taken from ancient strongholds, and and Paul as a Jew is, you know, I think thinking uh, of the very famous battles against strongholds the most famous of course uh, being the battle of jericho yes. against the stronghold of jericho um and um and i guess given that paul also um says as he says in ephesians chapter 6 our battle is not against flesh and blood but against the principalities and powers yes. uh of this dark world and the heavenly realms and so forth and so he's identifying a spiritual battle, and then in one Corinthian, in two Corinthians ten, he's talking about spiritual strongholds. Um, and I have always alluded to the fact that even all of those Old Testament battles in ancient times they were actually understood as never just as physical battles, yes. um, but always as battles between gods with a small g. Um, and so th- there is that. There is a strong religious significance, and in the Battle of Jericho, very clear religious significance to the way that that stronghold is brought down, and and so forth. Anyway, purely by God, exactly. The point is, is that that uh, that raised the question about spiritual strongholds, and and I, and I thought it'd be a great thing uh, to talk about yeah. uh, how spiritual strongholds form in people's lives. Yeah. Uh, because Paul talks about it, and this, and I'll read the. Uh, well, before the, before the, you the do, okay, this is a, that's a great introduction, Matt, and I want to jump into. I'm, I'm so yeah. I'm, I'm keen, I love the way you're so keen to jump yeah. straight into the text. I want to give people again a little. If you're new to perspectives, if this is your first episode or one of your first episodes, I just want to say this type of episode that we do in perspectives we've done this a few times before yeah. in touching on um spiritual beings the you know the, yeah, you know yeah. spiritual good, so good I wanna, context yeah i want to give people some context so go back and listen to episodes 13 14 and 15 very early on a year ago uh july and august of 2020 by the at the time did we of, do three on that did we well we did spiritual beings one we did spiritual beings two episode 13 and 14 right. and then we we did a follow-up to that what you know the the Christianity 101, the big picture. Yeah. And in that we touch on, you know, the whole okay, big picture yeah. of what, you know, what what right the Bible yeah. is yeah. all about. And there's yeah, a lot yeah. of spiritual, you know, discussion in that. And then just a few episodes ago, literally just, a, I think, two episodes ago, we did, uh, uh, I believe, you know, if I do say so myself, a really great episode on who yeah. rules the world. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you listen to those four episodes, you know, you'll get an idea of where we're coming from and where we believe the Bible talks about mm. this the spiritual plane and the spiritual yeah. reality that we live in. Yeah. So that might be a good background to move into this, um, you know, discussion that we're about to have. And then the other other aspect I want to just take right off, off the bat, because people grow up in so many different Christian traditions these days. Mm. You know, from one end of the spectrum to the other, strongholds is a loaded word for some Mm. you know Christian traditions. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, as soon as they hear stronghold, people are like, "Right, I'm going to grab my flag, and I'm going to go wave it down on the you know Mm. the border of you know this town, or Mm. I'm going to plant a stake over here, and I'm going to do." So there's a lot of different ideas, or 
there's some Christian traditions that as soon as you start bringing up spiritual strongholds, they're like, oh, no, no, I don't believe in any of that. And they don't want to, they don't want to even entertain that. So that's the type what you know, the tightrope that we're walking today that I I believe that we want to cover it all and really bring people back to the word of God. And what is Paul actually teaching when he uses that word? Yeah. So he says, I'll I'll read from um, uh, 2 Corinthians 10. Yeah. He says, for though this is from verse three, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish, and this is a, this is where we get a little bit of definition here. Yeah. We demolish arguments. Uh, the Greek word there is logismos, which is sort of justifications, but I think in the deepest sense, like deeply entrenched lies. Mm-hmm. Um, and every pretension, there's an interesting word there, uh, the, the, the word uh, pretension is like something raised up, uh, very much linked with that idea of a stronghold, something yes. raised up against um, almost as a blocker or, or a, you know, a, a kind of a... Um, well, a stronghold yeah. uh, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So he's using strongholds to talk about something. And this is where I think this is worth talking about mm. because it gets, I think, to the heart of what is involved in this spiritual battle. Yeah. For example, Paul talks about in uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, and uh, and it helps us yeah to understand the nature of what actually our spiritual enemy actually does and uh, the way that that can uh, potentially uh, affect us. I love it. I love it. Now let's let's start let's start off by defining you know a stronghold. Yeah. You know what you know the dictionary definition of a stronghold is actually twfold. There's okay. a double. You're going dictionary different. Okay, go. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. it's a bit cheesy. It's Cordy yeah. 101 teaching type of thing. But but see, somebody might. I've heard preachers talk about um, strongholds in the Bible always being bad. That's not true. That's just straight up not true. The Psalms, yeah, that's are right. full, yeah. of 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 David and others crying out to God, saying, "God, you are my stronghold." Yeah, that's right. So yeah. strongholds yeah, aren't yeah, always that's right. bad. Yeah. So a stronghold is basically just a physically built up, you know, walled city, castle, anything like yeah. that. That is exactly <laughs> as it as its name implies is a stronghold against enemy forces yeah. coming in, and it's also the idea the other that you know sort of that's the negative side of it. Yeah. And the positive side is protection yeah, that's once right. it's inside yeah. that, that, that stronghold. Yeah, that's right. So in this context, it's really in the negative sense. Yes. It's the it's the thing that protects. It's like a – it's more of an incarceration. Yeah. It's it's keeping truth out, Yes, or, you know, rather than protecting me from it's, – it, it's like uh, keeping God out rather than keeping yep. the enemy out. And, that, and those ideas go all the way through the Old Testament, you mm. know, all the way through there, there are strongholds throughout, you know, starting in, in Josh, you know, uh, in, um, you know, Deuteronomy and then all the way through – uh, you know, the, the people of Israel, then the prophets and King David and everybody are either taking solace in a stronghold, hiding from somebody in a stronghold, uh, trying to get into a stronghold. You know, the stronghold, the concept of, of these strongholds are, are throughout Scripture. Uh, the prophets talk about, you know, God being yeah. a stronghold. They talk about, you know, um, I think the book of Amos is yeah. just repetitions of how God is going to destroy yeah. every enemy's stronghold type of thing. <clears throat> yeah. So there's a rich you know, language in the Old Testament of this idea of a, of a stronghold that Paul is yeah. definitely tapping into yeah, when it comes right. to Second yeah, Corinthians. Right. So let's just go over some basics, I think, uh, for a start. Um, the first basic is that when we come out from under God's covering, from out under God's authority, yeah. in the name of autonomy, now autonomy is like self-rule, I'm not going to let God be my God, I'm going to go off I'm going to rebel. I'm going to do my own thing. Be my own boss. Be a god unto myself. Okay. Now, when we when when, when we do that, the problem is, is that we don't have the resources within ourselves to be God. Uh, we certainly don't have have the ability to withstand, in because essentially, well, to to withstand the influences that are going to pounce upon us when we come out from under God's authority. Mm. 
because what happens then is that we create this um, we create this vulnerability to a universe, a spiritual universe of influences. Yes. Um, and once we come out from not only under the spiritual covering of God, but out from the light in that sense, mm-hmm. and we go out into the darkness, um, we become enormously vulnerable to all sorts of lies and uh, and forms of influence, yes. um, what we would refer to as kind of de- demonic influence. Now, let's just put the... Uh, Woo-woo. Yeah, yeah let, let's put the myth- <laughs> mythology, you know, I mean, a lot of... Uh, a lot of the mythology that's built up, you know, creatures with horns and yeah. pointy tails, and, and a lot it, of that actually is more from Greek mythology uh, yeah. than than anything. And, and put away every horror movie you've ever uh, seen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. You, you, yeah, you know, hopefully yeah. you haven't uh, seen those. But um, but yes, put all that aside because the the the, the fact is is that. Um, and this is what we've talked about in our episode of spiritual beings. Uh, there is a spiritual dimension uh, to this world. I th- actually think you have to be very narrow-minded to shut this idea out. The idea yep. of spiritual beings that that there can be um, uh, evil spiritual beings that um, that can influence influences in different ways. Now, one of the other things is they they can't just uh, they can't just sort of um, in order to influence you, they have to gain some kind of permission. Yes. You know, this is essentially in Genesis chapter 3. Yep. Uh, what is happening in the fall is uh, is that the serpent or Satan, in his in tempting the man and the woman, what he's doing is getting them to join his rebellion. And he's do, he does that through a lie, essentially. Did yep. God really Did yep. God really say, uh, no, no, actually God knows that when you do this, you will be like God. So not only does he appeal to their... Um, Logic. Pre- yeah, well, yeah, in, in a way, but he's appealing to, to that. He's tempting them in... Uh, tempting something actually legitimate in them. Yes. This is the interesting thing about this. It's always something legitimate being twisted because they were built to be like God. Mm. Mm. Um, But he just twists that subtly so that they are like God, but in a different way to what God meant. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's because they were created, of course, in the image of God. Mm. Um, So I'm just going to, so I'm not going to say, hey, come and rebel against God. No, eat this. And then you'll, and, and you'll, then you'll really be like God, and you'll like, fulfill that innate desire. Yeah, yeah. And, within and, you. and and they've been built with that innate desire for this kind of greatness. In a sense, yeah. they were made to be glorious, and but he's putting a different kind of greatness and a different kind of glory in front of them. Yeah, and um, and and so it's initially it's this lie that causes them to step out from under the covering of God, mm. and now suddenly they're under the power of that lie, and because of that lie now. Uh, because they're on that trajectory, um, they are effectively uh, under his influence. Yeah, they've given permission. And that, given yeah, that's ground. right. Yeah. They've they've given ground, and and so in a sense, they are a little bit like you know we we talk about a, a drug addict being. Um, as a co- we talk about that as being a kind of bondage, you yes. know, you're sort of trapped. You feel uh, incarcerated in some sense by by an, an addiction. Well, uh, this this is the kind of thing that goes on that, that happens here. It's yeah. there's a um, there's a kind of addiction. That's essentially a stronghold is a lie um, that I have given myself to, and that becomes. Uh, that that it's like a lie that 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 skews a desire, a God-given desire, a God-given desire that skews that in the wrong direction, yeah, um, and that essentially binds me in in some way, yeah. to that. Well, the, the we can't bring up um, the 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 situation that happened in the fall in the garden, <clears throat> and how Adam and Eve you know fell and and plunged you know, us into the chaos that we know today without saying the opposite of the garden, you know, Jesus in the wilderness, yeah. Satan using the same lust of the, yeah, that's right. lust yeah. of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life, you know, coming yeah, to him yeah. the same, the same plan and innate knowing yeah. that, knowing what Jesus is destined to be and who he is yeah. saying, I will help you fulfill that. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. This that's way. right. Just do it this way. Just do it this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And Jesus combating those, that, that argument yeah. Combating that thought, 
you know, yeah, you, yeah. Know, it, you know, with him. He did it in a particular way yeah. that we'll get, we'll get into. And, and I think those two passages are a great example to bring us into what Paul is talking about. That's here, right. Yeah. Here, here in Strongholds. Um, and I love the love the way different translations uh, translate it here. Um, I've got you know I've got a couple of different translations here in the in the New Living Translation. He says in verse in verse three and four. He says, "We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. Mm. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning to destroy false arguments." Now that's that's a new that's the that's the New Living Translation, mm. which is which is you know saying it in a really giving yeah. it an interpretation there. Um, in the uh, in the New English Translation, this is the way they translate it. For though we live as human beings, we do not wage war according to human standards. Mm. For the weapons of our warfare are not human weapons, but are made powerful by God for tearing down strongholds. We tear down arguments and every arrogant obstacle mm. that is raised up against the knowledge of God. Yeah. You know, so there's. Yeah. I, I love, I love the, I love comparing these different translations together. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's. <laughs> I, I won't get too much into those translations, but either way, what we're dealing with here are are lies. The spiritual battle is very much a battle between truth and lie. Yeah. Um, that's borne out in Matthew chapter four, in when Satan tempts Jesus in the desert, and uh, Jesus, you know, comes back with these quotations from the scriptures, uh, you know, and and what Satan is doing there is twisting something that God has said. God had just declared over Jesus, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. So what does Satan do? Uh, exactly what he did in the garden. Oh, hang on, did God really, did God really say that? It's just... It's knocking the. Yeah, did yeah. God really say uh, if? Oh well, if if you if are did, the son of God, well, if then, you are, yeah, yeah. Uh, then do this. And yeah. Jesus, no man shall not live. You know, on yes. bread alone he quotes the scriptures, and then you have Satan also using the scriptures. So again, taking something that's true and twisting it. And uh, and this is why, of course, Paul, when he talks about the armor of God in Ephesians chapter six, the the you know you've got the breastplate and the helmet of salvation, the belt buckle of truth, breastplate of righteousness, so forth. The one weapon is the word. Is the sword is the word of God. The sword, which is the word of God. And, and, and again, this is really important context here in the early church, and it's the same for us today. Uh, the context here of Second Corinthians, and the context of a lot of these early letters from from the you know from the apostles, we see the same thing in Jude. We see the same yeah. thing, you know, you know, for so many, for many, so many authors saying, and this is what this is what Paul is full on detail. The context of ta- of Paul talking about arguments and strongholds. Is false teachers coming into the church yeah, yeah. and tearing down the original truth that Paul yeah, and the apostles right, yeah. have taught them? The purity of God's word, the purity of the of the gospel. Yeah. They're either wanting to add, either you know, uh, more stringent rules. Yeah. The Judaizers wanting yeah. to make it more going back yeah. into the yeah. Old Testament law, or they wanted to make it more, you know, grace and you know, full of yeah. you know, allowing for sin and yeah. stuff. Yeah. That, that Paul says, no, 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 no. It's really simple. Yeah. We need to go back to the to and the those, basics here. And those become the most da- the most dangerous um, uh, cults. Let me or are, are those that actually are the closest to the to are just a skewed versions yeah. uh, of Christianity. Um, the you know New Testament writers are constantly saying, you know that that false teachers will rise up from within you, you know, Amen. and so so this is what you know this is where I think uh, it, it's important to recognise that because one of the things uh, a, a lie doesn't work unless it contains a whole lot of truth. Yeah, <laughs> it, <laughs> it just won't work, right? Yeah. So so I'm going to put lots of truth in there because truth actually is what connects with that, you know, with our God-given intuition and and uh, but it's the it's the skewing of that mm. uh, in in very clever ways that um, that draws us in in the wrong direction and um, and so uh, it really is uh, it really is important and and this is where I mean I you know I know we go on and on uh, about 
getting people back into the word and oh. and the you know the seriousness of that because because being ignorant of the truth of God is contained in God's word is like being in a battle without a weapon. Yes, uh, you you've, you're very very vulnerable and mm. and I, I think it's really important that we that we equip ourselves to fight a spiritual battle because it really is about you know truth against lie. Um, the the other the other thing uh, that that happens. Um, talking about spiritual strongholds it really is it's not just lies you know not just lies for the sake of lies but it's lies so that in some way uh we that uh satan can draw us into giving in in that way giving permission in some way you know what i mean um so for example one of the classic examples from uh from history is um, is the uh, the example of the Masonic Lodge? Yes. Classic example of where it's just it it has this Christian uh, front. this Christian front to it, you know. But you know, it, it uses all biblical language. All, that's right. It's you all and, and yet it involves these ceremonies that effectively draw down a curse on you and your family. Mm. Uh, and, and you end up making these covenants, which we're not, which are extra biblical covenants, which we're not meant to be entering into, uh, and and it's just skewing, it's skewing things in a way that actually then in a, in a way tricks people into um, giving themselves over in some way, yeah. uh, giving permission in some way. Mm. This is where I remember, um, you know, and and I think just. Before I go on to say that, one of the other basics too, uh, and I think this is uh, where some, where I think translations of the Bible can be a little bit, um, uh, cause some confusion. We'll often have the in the New Testament we have we see lots of stories of Jesus confronting demonic and driving yes. demons out. Okay, and it'll often say, you know, such and such was demon possessed. Now in the Greek, the possessed word is never there. Yeah, uh, it's demonatio is the in in the Greek. So it's demonized. Demonized. Okay, yeah. so in some way, and and because then the question, because I've heard the question raised. Hang on, well, can a can a can a Christian be demon possessed, and it's 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 a straw man argument because it never had the word possession there. Yeah. But yes, we can be influenced if we you know we can we can give that as Paul's uh, as a, it's uh, the Peter or Paul talks about giving the devil a foothold. Mm. Uh, we can give the devil a foothold. We can open a door somewhere, be tricked into open, opening uh, a door um, to give the devil a foothold, and and in that way uh, we can be influenced. So to a greater or lesser extent. Extent. We we can be if we um, if we are tempted away if we're, we're believing like even an ordinary temptation uh, will 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 come to us somehow in the form of a lie. If you're tempted, it's because you believe something about that. It's not just it's not just that you really want. You have to actually believe something in that moment. And 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 like we've already alluded to. All temptations in one way, and you've, you, there's great writers who've written about this in the past. Yeah. C.S. Lewis springs yeah. to mind, you know, because I've, you know, grew up, you know, soaking myself in yeah. C.S. Lewis. But a lot of great authors talk about the fact that attempt, a lot of great Christian authors talk about the temptation is really just, you know, a God-given desire, a God-given want, whatever it is, and I'll use I'll use something from my own personal yeah. life: a temptation to overeat, yeah, you know, or a temptation to eat the wrong thing, or you know, gluttony or that type of stuff. Well, with God wants us to enjoy food, yeah, you know, He's given yeah, us taste, right, yeah. He's given us all these things, and yet we go, oh, and I'm going to make a choice outside of what I know mm. what you know God God yeah. wants me to go here. Yeah. I'll go outside of that, yeah. into, and that's where yeah. temptation comes from. A lot of God given desires, yeah. So you know, let's say if I'm you know if I'm tempted into um, you know a lifestyle of of just an incessant. Um, pursuit of success you know fame and wealth or there's something i'm believing about like that can be a stronghold yeah because i'm believing something uh it's, it's often strongholds can reveal themselves in terms of um inner imperatives that we're bound by and by imperatives i mean uh commands an imperative is a command and and, and i mean by that um you know i i must i must achieve these goals yes and you really believe that 
that and and you probably wouldn't articulate this to yourself because you would well because because you know in in your head you know that well happiness doesn't come from that and I know that my identity my identity is in Christ and we yeah. you know we know all these things and yet deep down there is this lie that we're believing that in order to feel validated I need to achieve this I need to do that I need to you know all, all of these sorts of things yeah. and it's because at some point the devil has got in there. Uh, has got a foothold, you know, maybe it th- through whatever means yeah. where we're led to believe I am unacceptable unless I achieve dot, 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 or yeah. I must never, ever be like this person. And so we say to I must never, and, um, and we, which involves, of course, judging that that person or, yeah. or um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get back at this p- person. Yeah. And, we might say outwardly, "Oh no, I oh I know I forgive them," but deep down, <laughs> yeah. we've said, you know, there, there's this, uh, there's this, what we might call an inner vow. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna show that person. Yeah, I'm gonna show them that you know, in o- some in some way. Often coming from some hurt in our life, some trauma in our life, all those type of things that come in, or a stronghold could simply be in our life. The other thing that we do is is you know this is the the cleverness of of the age that we live in, the culture that we live in, and it's always been like this, it's done in virtue or moral or or some sort of morality, as in like, well, of course love between these two people is lovely and perfect and good and we need to affirm these type of lifestyles. And and then all of a sudden we find ourselves agreeing to things that aren't measuring up Mm. to God's word and might be a lie and then we've opened the crack a little bit and then all of a sudden we're accepting all sorts of stuff that really is dragging us away from God's word. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, I think it's, 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 it's when it goes deeper than just, um, that can be a roadway into that. Certainly that can be a roadway, but it's, it's got to become deeper than that. There's got to be something. And often we go there in the first place because there already is something deeper. Yeah. Um, there is, uh, there, there's a there's a deeper untruth, um, a deeper imperative, or or, a, or or an inner vow or something. And by inner, I mean inner vows is a is a classic example um, of where I'm saying to myself, I will never in my life, you know, blank or, blank blank, yeah yeah blank blank blank, yeah. or. I, I need to I need to succeed, or I need to show that person, or I need to, you know, it's and. Um, and we are, because we are imbued as human beings with enormous power of choice, mm. we actually, we're, we're, we're enormously empowered. So when, when Satan tempts me to say, I must always, or even, even if, if, if Satan tempts someone to say to another person, um, you know, they say sticks and stones will break your bones, but words would never hurt you. Well, actually, words can words can be used actually to create strongholds in the sense that someone can curse another person mm. um, by saying things that actually cause that person to b- believe a lie about themselves mm. and then to spend the rest of their lives trying to prove no, I'm not a complete waste of space or I'm not completely hopeless or I'm not, you know, you could have someone say to you, mate, you're you're never going to get anywhere in life. Let's let's say that you're never going to get anywhere in life. Actually, I could then spend the rest of my life. That could become a stronghold. Yeah. Uh, that, and and so I spend the rest of my life trying to prove that per- I'm going to prove that person wrong. Or even or even worse, you actually believe it, and you you decide to believe that lie and let that exactly, be a stronghold. Yeah. And you and you say, and the, well, I'm, I'm hopeless. I can't do anything. I and that becomes a stronghold too. So so they are they're more than just intellectual lies. I think yes. they 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 can manif- but the, they can manifest like that. But often, um, often they are held by people who, in an intellectual sense, would say, "Oh no, I don't. I, I believe that." Yeah. Uh, you know, something a bit deep. Yeah, that's more, right. It's but, but underneath all of that, and so and so sometimes it takes it takes some these things take some digging up. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, um, what are what are the deep lies that you're believing here? Sometimes, you know, it takes actually you going before God and 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 allowing God to shine the light of His Holy Spirit into your heart. Mm. Uh, this has been, you know, this has been an important process for me in my growth oh, uh, as a Christian to recognize the lies 
that I'm believing. Hang on. I, I'm believing here that unless I succeed in these ways, or unless I do, uh, and that actually has this, because it, because, because the lies or, or those vows, those inner vows lie there in my subconscious in the darkness. It's, what's you, it's what you don't know about yourself that controls you. Mm. So they, they control my choices in automatic ways and very subtle ways. Um, uh, that, and that's, that's where they become very dangerous. And that's where, for me, growth has been largely about allowing the Holy Spirit to demolish those things, as Paul says, yeah. you know, is to demolish those inner, deep inner justifications, uh, those deep inner arguments, uh, and and bring them out into the surface and let me see them for that. And once something is brought out into the light, yeah. then uh, it's, you know, when, when you say, ah, and you confess that to God, I have been believing this lie. Yeah. Then it's, it's lost, effectively lost its power. Yeah. Well, that's a great, great point. I think we need to touch a little bit more because I know a lot of people thinking, okay, we're talking a lot about thoughts and things like that. And you've mentioned the devil a few times. You've mentioned demons and stuff like that. Uh, wait a minute. Are they, you're talking about thoughts or demons? Are you talking mm. about both? How does it all work? I think we need to explore that a little bit. So let's take a quick break here at Thrive Perspectives. We'll come back and we'll finish off this discussion on spiritual strongholds and what they actually mean for the believer. It's your old mate DJ Payne here, and I want to say a massive thank you to you for downloading and listening to this episode. While I've got your ear, I want to give you a piece of information and ask you a big favor. Let me start with a big favor first. If you love what Matthew and I are doing on Thrive Deeper and Thrive Perspectives, would you please do us a massive favor, do us a solid, as they say in the movies, and share the podcast with your friends and your family. Even do a social media post. Put it on Instagram or on Facebook. Say, I love the podcast Thrive Perspectives. Thrive Deeper is really great. Whatever you want to do, link to a particular podcast or even to our website, thrivetoday.tv. It's those small things that take you just a couple of minutes to do that go a long way for this ministry. Now, once we got that out of the way, I want to share with you, we still have got our listener special offer. That's right. If you go to our website, thrivetoday.tv, click on the listeners special offer. We've got an amazing half price offer just for you. The Deeper Places seven session video series, all about the spirituality of the Psalms, presented by Dr. Matthew Jacoby, the guy you know and love on the podcast. It's based on his book, Deeper Places. We've got an amazing series. Seven videos could be all yours for half price. In Australia, 50% off turns it into just $10. All you need to do is head over to the website, thrivetoday.tv, click on the listener special offer, and then as you add it to your cart, make sure you use the coupon code THRIVE. Use the coupon code THRIVE. It's only good till the end of the month. Don't put it off. Do it today. Head over to thrivetoday.tv. Click on that listener special offer and get a hold of the Deeper Places 7 session video series. It's going to go a long way in helping you to thrive in your spiritual walk with Christ. All right, you've got all of that. Thank you so much. Let's get back into the podcast now here at Thrive Perspectives.
Thrive Perspectives, it's DJ Payne and Matthew Jacoby, your fellow travellers in this spiritual journey. And on this episode of Thrive Perspectives, we're looking at what the biblical perspective is on spiritual strongholds. Mm. We've seen, you know, the physical strongholds in the Old Testament, you know, the battles that were going on here. And then we have Paul and a, and, and, and a lot of, you know, early uh, early church writers here bringing up the idea of that there be, you know, spiritual strongholds. Mm. Paul talks about it blatantly here in 2 Corinthians in mm. light of the fact that, you know, the, the, the church in Corinth was getting drawn away from the simplicity mm. of the gospel yeah. into adding other things into it. That's and right. Paul is like, no, these arguments against the the gospel yeah. are spiritual strongholds yeah, that we need to right. tear yeah. down with God's word. Yeah, that's right. Matt, you've talked about, you know, some of the, um, you know, lies that we that we tell ourselves and the lies that we've been tempted, you know, tempted mm. to believe about ourselves that lead us down into these strongholds. But I know for a lot of people, you know, coming up in different um you know, uh, denominations or different traditions in the Christian church, as soon as you start talking about spiritual strongholds, they immediately go to territorial spirits or demonic spirits oh, or right, yeah. or you know okay spiritual strongholds well i need to get someone to come in and deliver me of you know a spiritual stronghold in my life you know satan somehow has gotten in there and you know things like that now i don't you know yeah. both of us don't yeah. want to dismiss yeah. a lot of those realities yeah. but uh, you know yeah uh, yeah I, I see where you're going there so let me uh, uh, that's an important topic actually because because there can be spiritual strongholds uh in um you know in in well i i, I want to say areas but it's it's uh it's a little more complex than that there, there can be you know the idea of territorial spirits there is an element of reality yeah. uh, to that uh, it's interesting that in the bible uh, that's never explained. It seems to be assumed. Yes, it's it's an interesting aspect that that the reality of some kind of territorial spirits seems to be, and and in most cultures actually it it's been a matter of almost immediate. It's taken for granted almost a matter of immediate experience. Yeah. That, oh yeah, there's the spirit here and the spirit there, and um, you know, from a lot of different religions and cultures in in the in the Bible, just to trace it really, really simply. Yeah. You know, if you go away and have a you know study of it on your own, if you want, uh, you know, Deuteronomy. Uh, Moses talking about how God, how in light of the fact that God, the Israelites yeah. are God's chosen people yeah. out of the you know the nothing people out of the the lowest of the low, God has chosen them. Moses talks about that as in you know he is you know God has as a sort of ordained different nations towards different yeah. different sons of God, which yeah, that's translated right. yeah. you know these other spiritual entities out yeah. there who who, that's right. who are doing that. And then we see again in Daniel. Daniel chapter ten, when Daniel's praying, we we get this visit from Michael an archangel who says, "I was fighting against the prince of this, you know, yeah. this region," and it's like never explained, but just assume that there are spiritual entities. Yeah, that's right. In the things. Yeah. And the reason, the, let me just explain that too. So, so the, the, again, in order to, um, in order to, I guess, exist in in a in a or have that level of influence in a person's life or in the life of a people, uh, the, 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 these spiritual forces of evil have to gain that permission somehow. Okay, so if I can get this people group, if I can create some kind of false religion here mm -hmm. that has all these people worshipping in some or or, or th then effectively that gives me that gives that spiritual being permission because because we were you know we were made we were put in charge in this world okay yes. so uh and and that is a you know a romans eleven twenty nine that says the gifts the, the gifts and the call of god are irrevocable right so so satan says okay well if if i'm going to rebel against god i've got to get human beings to rebel with me mm -hmm. and then i can effectively be sheltered under their authority okay so this is the realm we're put in charge and we've effectively said oh hey satan come on yeah yeah we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll get into cahoots with you yeah. and and so which means that he you know he has um he th there's a, a level of freedom that, of influence that therefore he's given in the realm over which we were put in charge because we've we've opened the door and said oh yeah hey yep you can come in here uh we'll be a part of we'll be a part of that every time we yield to a temptation mm. um we we are you know effectively saying 
uh, giving permission. And so, uh, you know, uh, if if a if a culture worships um, success and uh, and image, uh, if it has a you know, then that that can become almost like a national stronghold or a yeah. a cultural stronghold. So you can get those as well. Yes. Um, and uh, and that's that's where I think that that some of that territorial stuff can happen. Yes. Yeah. Totally in that. So we're not. So we say all yeah. of that because of, uh, you know when people use these words strongholds and stuff like that, some people's minds go to to those places. We're not necessarily talking about this. This is not what Paul is talking about in in Second Corinthians. Yeah. He's clearly talking about how do we deal with these lies from within the church? How do we yeah, de- yeah. how do we deal with false teaching yeah. that we begin to believe? Well, we deal with it through the Word of God, and yeah. even in the even in the light of the New Testament, the example that we give in in Scripture, whether we're talking about you know whether we do want to talk about territorial strongholds or we want to talk about personal strongholds or just the lies from the enemy, it's always done in the same way that Christ battled the enemy with the Word of God, and yeah. I know we've already mentioned yeah. that, but well, which which is it's again it's truth against lie, and and by word, it's not like the the you know. You memorize the word of God. It's like this magic. It's a magic form. It's, not a magic it's all spell. about defeating darkness with light. Mm. It's truth against lie. Yeah. Uh, it's it's recognizing that something is a lie because you see here's here's the thing. Uh, I've often in in all of the literature on this sort of thing, I often have heard it said, Satan is a legalist. Mm. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So this is why, by the way, you don't stand on the on the nearest hill over Geelong and uh and bind and rebuke the authority you know the 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 principalities and powers or the strongholds over Geelong because um in in this legalistic uh vein the principalities and powers but we've got a right to be here and and you know and and so um and it's not that it's not that they're you know um I think there can be certain circumstances and certain people who may be called to perhaps engage with that in certain ways, mm. but you've got to recognize it's a lot more complex because uh, because these strongholds only exist because human beings have in some way given permission. So uh, let, let me give you a, another example. Uh, I... And this is goes back a, a while ago, so no one would know uh, who who this is. But I had someone come to me and say, "I went to this church uh, somewhere somewhere else, and they drove all of these demonic spirits out of me." Okay, mm. uh, why didn't your uh, church? Yeah, why didn't your you know why didn't this church do that? I've been uh, I've been here. Why didn't this church uh, you know? Uh, because now I'm free, right? And I I said to this uh, person, I said, "Well." Do you know how they got to be the, the, the so I asked to tell me a bit about what what the it was the spirit of this and a spirit of well do you know how they got to be there in the first place do you know how uh no 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 they just drove they just identified and they drove them all out and I said so you don't know what the open doors were were or or, or what were the you know what what were the deep lies that were actually enabling them to even yeah so I said so there's a big problem here. This actually, you're, the experience that you, as you're talking to me now, you think, oh, great, they've dr- driven all these demons. And there was certainly a sense, like, she, there, there, there was no doubt that... This that person. Yeah, that this person had... Um, a sense of freedom? Yeah, was experiencing a sense of freedom. But it's very much along... And Jesus says a very interesting thing in um, um, Matthew chapter 12 uh, from verse 43... He says, when an impure spirit <clears throat> comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. <laughs> then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in, uh, in and live in there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. Yeah. So um, th- this is this is... This describes a situation where we, yes, okay, we drive the demon out, but we don't have, unless we have any sense of how it got there or what were the lies or yeah. the, um, then we're, we are effectively making things worse. Yes. 
potentially, and, and as it turned out, it with did. the with the person in question, just it got um, considerably worse, yeah. and um, and so because the key because the key thing is. What are the open doors? Where are the open doors? You've got to and you've got to op- identify where are the open doors in my life yeah. that that these influences are coming and going, you yes. know, yeah. and and having this kind of influence. Because if I just drive, you know, drive them out, well, I mean, I could potentially make things worse. As as to bring it back to to Second Corinthians from Paul, he would say, "What are the to, to that particular yeah. individual to the scenario there? Hey, fine that you had this lovely experience and you feel yeah. lot, you know lighter yeah. and fresher and everything like that, but what are the arguments and lofty opinions and lies that you've told yourself in yeah. your life that are that are you know elevating themselves above the knowledge of yeah. God? You didn't answer that. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't right. go. You didn't go to the to the yeah, very core right. of yeah. it. And it's also it's also very important, um, you know, and it's important to note that we are in no way a Matthew and I downplaying the role you know of of you know spirituality you know from from a demonic worldview you know demonic point in someone's life that that's a reality but we have to remember there is a culture that has risen up in christianity that i believe is anti-biblical because remember that the book of jude when <clears throat> jude gives an example in talking about these mm. horrible people coming into the mm. church doing all these horrible things he in in light of uh, in light of talking about dealing with the enemy Jude says, remember Michael, you know, the mm. archangel. He he dare, dare not, what's the exact words there? He dare not uh, bring an accusing word against the devil. Mm. You know, it, Michael, the archangel, does not, yeah. but all he said was, may the Lord rebuke you. Yeah. He, he went to the Lord, quoted quoted the Lord against, against yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. And we see that same example in the life of Christ. We yeah. see it in the early apostles as yeah. well. They didn't carry on with these great big shows yeah. of spiritual battle and all this other rigmarole. They quoted, they quoted the scripture, they went to the word of God, and they appealed to him. A classic example of that is Jesus dealing with his closest friends. And this is why I, we need to not immediately paint this in the picture of what I like to call spiritual woo-woo stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, because we're almost going into the land of witches and warlocks and new age and stuff. When Jesus was dealing with his best friend, Peter, in one moment, Peter affirms yeah. by the spirit of God, who Jesus is, yeah, and Jesus gives him the highest praise. Yeah. You, flesh and blood is not revealed. This yeah, is a, yeah. this is the word of like you, and he gives him, gives it like you are in line with the God's truth. You are the light. You are. This is it. Yeah. What you're saying is right. Then he go on the back of that. Jesus then talks about what is the next steps for himself. Peter goes outside of yeah, the truth yeah. and says, "No, nah, you're never going to die. I'm never going to let that happen. Yeah. Not going to happen." Jesus' response: yeah. get, get, get behind me, me Satan. Satan. Yeah. Now, was had Peter become Satan? No, but Peter had aligned himself with a satanic yeah. lie. It's a polarized moment because in the one, flesh and blood is not. This is okay. You're listening to the Holy Spirit. That right there, you're listening to Satan. It's a really polarized moment, and, and isn't again, it? Jesus didn't go. Then go. Let me bind the bind the spiritual realm. Let me deal with. No, he just rebuked him and brought him back into the truth. Yeah, that's right. And that's what Paul is saying here. You know, in yeah. in, 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 in you know, it's, it's the way that I. Uh, and, and also, let me just say as well. This is why deliverance, yes. any process of deliverance, is. Uh, is a process. It's not just even in Jesus' ministry and the ministry of the apostles, the main thing that they're looking to do is make disciples, right? Because yeah. that is a that is a process of us moving into the fullness of freedom and authority that we have in Christ. Amen. Okay, uh, so um, so it's important that we recognize it's not just well I'm just going to drive this out and that's all all done and dusted and sorted deliverance uh, actually is about exposing those lies closing the doors bringing things to light it's a process yeah. you know so if you feel like if you feel like there is that element of of influence there um then bring it before god first if there if you feel like oh, I just this is too complex. Uh, th- there's a backlog that I'm dealing with things here that I don't know. And that's where, you know, that's where, you know, you, you might want to talk to a pastor or, or have some prayer counts, someone to pray with you and, and exactly. bring some of those things out, out, out into the light. And in your so experience forth. and in my experience with, with, you know, this, this, this world, 
um, you know, is in people dealing with this and talking about deliverance, it often comes naturally in, in a believer's life, life as they grow in faith, as they grow yeah. in the Word of God. The Holy Spirit starts bringing to light things yeah. in their life. And very quickly, I've had, I've had some, you know, experience with, with dear friends and strangers who, who have been on this process and if if there is literally something satanic demonic in yeah. their life you know whether that's from an ancestral thing or yeah. whether that's something that they've given themselves over the spirit of god shows them pretty quickly you've got to deal with this yeah that's right you and know? and to explain what you said because that's you know because there are there are different things and and again the the um, masonic thing is like because it's a multi-generational thing it's because they take a vow for themselves and their uh and their um same in witchcraft. Yeah, that's right. Their and children, they're children, they're, they're that's pledging right. and their descendants. Yes. So there's, you know, me and my children, children's children, so forth. So, um, uh, and so in that, in that sense, so that's where, that's where Satan can gain a stronghold over a family line. Mm. Uh, and, and those things need to be, you know, um, well, I mean, uh, I think in one way or another, God can deal with that. The most, most important thing we do is to give our, give our lives to Christ, right? Amen. We put our lives in God's hands because that, that, that there's an element of protection. We bring ourselves into the light, but there is then a process by which these things are actually, um, where the actual doors are one yeah. door after another is, is closed. And, it, and it's usually sometimes, not usually, I shouldn't say usually, sometimes it manifests itself in uh, a, a thing that is a trigger, you know, <clears throat> that I, a trigger word that I've had when I've, helped people in this situation is someone saying to me, I can't control X, Y, Z, or yeah. I can't stop thinking yeah. about X, Y, Z. This is yeah, outside yeah. of myself. If you're in that position, you know, dear listener, dear, you know, child of God, you know, make sure, you know, you, you are in the word of God and then go see a biblical pastor, yeah. go see someone who knows the word of God and say, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what the word of God says. I'm dealing with this. And they will help you through it through nine times out of 10. Let me just say through basically biblical Bible study and, and discipleship. Yeah. But then sometimes you've got to be, you know, taught how to pray over certain situations, how to deal with certain situations. And as you say, quite rightly, Matt, how to close the door, yeah. you know, to, to different things. Yeah, in I think, um, I think sometimes, uh, obviously I agree. I agree with what you're saying about the, um, you know, pointing to passages in scripture. It, the, the problem is, is that needs to, because a lot of these people will know that stuff and will have already known that yes. stuff. I've been in situations where I've discovered things in my life when I've known the Bible back to front yes. and I know the verses. Yes. That, that's not the problem. Yeah. It's the bringing to light of the, it's, it's actually bringing the, oh, oh, I am believing that lie, even though I know better in an intellectual sense. Yes. And that's where it's actually, um, it's almost like the biblical stuff is, is, is just a, almost just a prerequisite for even getting started yeah. in, in, you know, in some, it's, it's getting, getting your basics, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Understand who God is, who Jesus is, who, you know, understand the basics. Okay. Uh, that, that obviously uh, is important, but then it's actually the lies need to be brought to the surface. And that is that process. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to bring the, uh, the things that we've believed to the surface, the things that we've believed about ourselves, the, the, the areas of permission giving. Uh, and, and that often is, you, I mean, I've done that uh, with a counsellor through prayer yes. where amazing things have been brought to the surface. Oh, yeah, I do remember. I remember that moment when yeah. that happened and that person, and I believe this when that happened. Yeah. And it can be something that something was done to me and yet... My my response to that meant that I said, I'm going to show that person yes. that I'm always and and I've and I've made this vow or I've and and that's been brought to the surface, yeah, with in prayer with another person. That's it's that, been a what it's you know and yet there's been other times where I've been praying, well, God, why do I keep resp why do I keep yeah. doing that? Yeah. And afterward, you know, it's like it's because this is going on underneath because there's this lie that you're believing. Yeah. And once that's brought to the surface, then it's, it, it's not that it, it's not that the temptation's not there anymore. It's that I'm, uh, it's, it's, 
it loses its automated fashion. It's like, ah, oh, this is the kind of situation where I would react like this. Yeah. But once that's been brought up to, into the surface, I can make a clearer choice. This is a, this is a great, um, Matt, you bring up a, a few great points there that number one, if if this is if if what Matthew's been talking about, what we're talking about on this episode is that if it's I hate to use a modern word, but if it's triggering anything for yeah, you yeah. there, then the number one thing to do is go to God. Yeah, go to God. Ask Him for help. Ask Him for His truth. Ask Him to shine that light, His light, yeah. that only He can give on the life and into the darker yeah. areas that you yeah. don't want to think about. Then. Go to His Word. You know, have a look through the Word. You know, uh, you know, ask God to show you show you the light of the Word. But then you brought up a great point in talking to a counselor or talking to a pastor, yeah, yeah. talking to a trusted person. We're not meant to do this alone. Exactly. Yeah. And this is what Paul talks about in in Corinth yeah. as Paul being the leader here. You know, meekly coming before them, saying, "I've got to remind you to come back into this." You know, program. We, we can't, you know, sometimes God will let, allow us to deal with things on our own, but a lot of times it happens in community. Oh, and it's powerful. It's actually really powerful because it brings it further out into the light. Yeah. You know, when you really put it on the table with another person, yeah. uh, it just exposes it to the light and it's, it, yeah. it, 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 you know, it, it really loses its power. Absolutely. It's, you know, one of the things the enemy wants to do is get us out Amen. on our own. Amen. And, and, and when we get together, amazing things can happen. A way, a, a way that I, I, I think I would describe this and, and uh, how are we going with time? Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, is it's a, I, the way I've pictured it, it's a little bit like walking down a, a street and on either side you've got fences and there are dogs barking behind the fences. Yep. And, and one dog's, you know, barking on one side and, 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 and I remember, I actually can remember walking down a road with dogs and I got, actually got, su I got such a fright <laughs> by a dog. I, I actually side, you know, I stepped away uh, and, and, and stepped actually onto the road and, and nearly got hit by a car. I got such a fright from this dog that was barking. And I can remember walking along thinking, actually, that's a little bit like, that's a little bit like the way that the demonic world can work because it can be like dogs behind a fence. They are behind a fence because we are, we are, um, we are under the shelter of the most high, as it says in Psalm 91. Yeah. Uh, the devil is behind a fence, but he will try to either either frighten us into harm's way or lure us. You know, it's like put your hand through the fence, you know, feed, feed like, you know, play cute, uh, yes. put your hand on the fence and bang, and, and he yeah. bites you. Um, it's just walk down the road. Yeah. Go straight. Don't stop. Don't pat the dogs. Don't be scared of the dogs. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 and yeah. I know that's a crude example, but, uh, but I think we need to, uh, we need to not be distracted by this. We're not meant to be engaging with demonic stuff all over the place. Yes. We're actually meant stick to the path, right? Yeah. Stick to the path yeah. because the dog, and this is the key truth. The dogs are behind fences. Yeah. Uh, they can't just come, you know, and, and you've just got to make sure for your part, you know where the path is yeah. and that you stick to that path yeah. because Satan in various ways will be beckoning you on off to the side. Hey, come over here. Mm. No, no, go this way, go this way or frighten you onto the other way or something like that. And it will always be through lies. And so this is where, We've got to be very clear to us that we've got to understand what is the right way and make sure we stick to it and be really honest with ourselves. What are the attitudes that I'm harboring here? What are the, allow that to be, continually bring that into the light because what might, what might begin as something small, yes. say someone hurts me in some way, okay, and I, and I feel hurt, maybe very validly hurt, and I think I'm, I'm going to just cold shoulder that person, okay? Not much. Mm. The thing is, is if you let that take root, mm. it actually can increasingly do become something bigger than yeah. it started. Yeah, it can, always. It can, you know, uh, because then when you hold 
judgment against that person for that, you're more inclined to hold judgment against another person. And then, and, and, and you're gradually forming this stronghold, yep. which says, I've got a right to be, I've got a, I, I, you know, I am the judge. I am the, you know, I'm going to get back at the, and suddenly you've got this, you've got, You've, a big deal happening. You've created a yeah. whole, a whole, a whole. So life they in. often start. They often start with yielding to temptation in some sense, where it's le- it's left unexposed. It's left unconfessed. Yeah. And that that uh, that thing can actually grow and eventually become a full blown stronghold if we if we let it go. And and so as we wrap up this conversation about strongholds in your life, I hope that in one real sense, as you listen to this discussion. You haven't. You, you might, if you've grown up in a world where strongholds are fearful thing. Yeah. Hopefully, we've taken the fear out of that. In in the sense, again, not yeah. that not, not there's nothing to be afraid of, as in the sense that, you know, God is bigger than than yeah. anything that the enemy wants to yeah. do. And Paul talks about this in Second Corinthians ten. I encourage you to read it again because Paul says, you know, we're here. You know, God's God's weapons, God's word is here to destroy those arguments, those lofty ideas, those rebellious thoughts or, any, or anything like that. And then we are bringing them into the captivity of Christ. Yeah, you know, we're right. bringing yeah. this, our imagination, we're bringing our thoughts, we're bringing those wrong thoughts that we yeah, believe yeah. about ourselves into the captivity of Christ. We're punishing the things that aren't, you know, that aren't yeah. right in our life. We're bringing into obedience those, you know, th- those that are. And hopefully you realize that this doesn't need some song or dance or some massive act of, you know, an expert to come in and do some magic work in your life. It is something that the Bible clearly outlays for the life of every believer that the fruits of the Spirit that Mm. God wants to have in our Mm. life, part of that process is understanding where we've gone wrong, as as you're explaining there, Matt, and allowing God through through His Holy Spirit, through His Word, bring out those fruits in our life so that we, you know, yeah, that's right. we yeah. naturally, yeah. and I want to use that word importantly, we naturally, in God's plan, we overcome the strongholds in our life. Yeah, that's right. You, it Some some expertise can be, you, oh, you know, some experience, yes, you know, yes. that if, I mean, another, another way that I would illustrate it is it's like, you know, having a garden bed where you allow, um, I'll just let this, this a seed gets. I'll just I'll let that stay, and it seems so small, right? But that can become a weed, and I can see the weed come up, and I'll just let that. And eventually, one weed becomes many weeds, and they grow and they grow, and they become a canopy that yeah. allows no light in onto your garden anymore, that crowds the space, and nothing else can grow, right? That's another example of a stronghold. Sometimes, in pulling up those weeds, you know, the classic thing with weeds is you pull the weed, and and the, the roots, the and roots, the roots stay there. in there, yeah. right? Yeah. What often we do is that we we do the clippers, the clipper, you know, the clipper approach so I'm uh, I've got to, I'm going to try and stop this clip right without <laughs> getting down to the weeds sometimes uh, it it means allowing someone with a, a bit of experience to say you know, where you might be say, I'm just going to get the scissors, the, you know, the clippers and, and just clip it uh, at the ste- at the stalk. Yeah. It might be worth having someone say, well, actually, no, this is connected to a root and the roots go much deeper. Uh, and, and, you know, having a little bit of help pulling the roots right up, you know, yeah. because you've got to get rid of the whole thing. And so um, it can be a lot like that. Yeah, I, I think, and that's where that's where again, it's the the age old thing of let someone else help you, like let yeah. let people that have walked down this road a bit and that have some experience, let them help you, let them ask the right questions, and uh, and I think that's uh, that's important. So, you know, it's funny this sort of thing. It's it's not the big sense. You know, I, I went to a, uh, I mean, there, you know, there are obvious things like, I mean. You know, satanic ritual abuse and 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 these you know like uh, occult yes. ceremonies Witchcraft and occult you know yeah. all of this sort of stuff, which is yeah. just like I, I hope you know when you when you know when you have participated uh, in that stuff e- even against your will. Mm. Um, you got to. You need to deal with that. Amen. You know that needs Amen. to be confessed and dealt with. And uh, and and it's not like Jesus has power over that. This is the thing. Jesus has absolute power. Yeah. Uh, you know, Psalm two, the one enthroned in heaven laughs yes. like. And not 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 taking it seriously, but with joy in the sense that I have absolute power. If yeah. you bring this to me, yeah. 
I will destroy this yes. roots and all, right? Yeah, yeah. If you bring it to me, yeah. there's no doubt about that. Amen. Okay, so there's no no cause for fear here. That's it. Uh, it's all about okay. If if this is if you have had any exposure, you know, to this in any of these very um, occult kind of ways, yeah, false make sure you bring it yep, to yep. God. Let's bring it to make sure you've make sure you've pulled all the roots out, okay? Yep. Because they they are these ceremonies can be very complex in the way that they, uh, the, you know, the roots that they they create, but. Apart from that, it's actually often it can be the ordinary things. It can be a root of bitterness or a, or a root of judgment or a root. You know, it can be these a things. Sin, yeah, a it, sin that you've let go in your life. Yeah, that you it don't can be. I mean, a, an issue that we've spoken up before is even clicking on pornog- on a pornographic image. It's you. You there, there's a kind of covenant that you're making yeah. in that practice. Yeah. that that actually can become a, a very serious opener, particularly because sexuality is almost. It's like a um, it's a, a shortcut to our innermost spirit. This is why, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, sexual abuse is so deeply violating because yes. it's actually a very soulish yeah. aspect. Sexuality is not just a physical, it's a very spiritual uh, thing. And so anything, you know, be very, be a very aware of anything. This is why often occult ceremonies uh, in, in, involved and involve some sexual element yeah. because it's like getting right to the core it's a, sh- of the it's a shortcut it's it's like a it's like the acme pour water on stronghold and it becomes yeah, yeah. a stronghold straight away yeah Anything so be, that's right nature. so beware of the law oh, it's no one else it's not harming anyone or, or it's like hang on yeah. you just opened the you just opened a window yeah. into your life and you are a window mm-hmm. into your family your community Amen. your church i mean so just uh you know it can be things that we might otherwise not take seriously yeah. and Again, don't be don't be afraid. Don't be freaked out. Don't be overwhelmed. Yeah, I mean, uh, because the you know the devil has is abs- I mean, the, the power of God over the over the evil one is absolute power. Yes, it's the same. And this is where I love the illustration of light and darkness, mm. because you turn. It doesn't matter how dark the darkness. <laughs> as soon as you turn on a light, yeah. the darkness recedes. As a matter of course. God is light, and and the the moment that you bring yourself into light, just come into the light. Bring it all into light. Open up your heart. Like let open up every door in your heart. Let God shine in. Bring it out into the light, and it loses its power because light always overwhelms darkness. for listening to Thrive Perspectives. We want to hear from you. So send us your big questions and ideas. Our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv. You can contact us, download other shows, see all of our resources and much, much more at our website, thrivetoday.tv. The Thrive Today Network is on Facebook. Our Facebook page and links to our community groups are waiting for you. Just search and like Thrive Today page in Facebook now visiting the website ratethispodcast.com slash thrive perspectives really helps us reach more people so head to ratethispodcast.com slash thrive perspectives we hope that these shows will challenge you to look at life from a new perspective and thrive was another DJP.FM production.